0: What's going on in the real estate industry? There's just so much noise. What can you control? Yourself, your actions, your daily habits. Those are the things that you can control. But rich people got problems too, just money's not one of them. Every business goes through periods of adaptability. And if you don't adapt, it's gonna be a problem. Are your commissions about to get slashed by 30%? There's so much noise in the real estate marketplace right now. Uh, in the news, in the real estate news about, uh, you know, all the lawsuits and the NAR stuff. And there's a lot of just, uh, I mean, it's just kind of crazy out there right now. And so it can be hard sometimes for real estate agents to sort through and be like, Hey, what does this mean for my business? Am I going to wake up without a job tomorrow? So we thought we need to talk about this Uh, before we do. Let's please take some time. Please take some time to like, subscribe, follow. Uh, Please go jump on our Instagram. We, we need to boost our Instagram. We got lots of followers an engagement on YouTube. But if you guys would do us a favor on Instagram, also free t-shirt. If you give us a Google business rating, we'd love to, uh, uh, again, get some feedback from you guys, but can we be honest for a second? We're really kind of like pushing through right now because we've done today, we've done a webinar. We've done a cohort this morning. So we've been on video a lot. We've had been on camera a lot and we recorded this podcast and we forgot to put Record on the sound. So we had the video, but we didn't have the sound. And so it's a real bummer sometimes when you're going through that and it's like, okay, you got a big like day and you've got all of this stuff that you got to do and then something falls apart. And I thought this would be a really good opportunity to share with you guys just um, sometimes this stuff gets hard, right? It's like, it's like exactly where people are in their real estate business right now. It's like, man, I'm doing the right things. I, I, and I, And I'm pushing and I missed a step somewhere. And what you got to do sometimes is you guys just pick yourself back up, uh, and get back at it. Right. Because you're doing the right stuff. You're doing the right thing. Uh, and that stuff's just going to happen. It's bound to happen because guess what? Everybody's human. And so, uh, so I just want to share that with you guys so you would know, uh, you know, that this isn't all, you know, we, we have pretty good production value on this. You know, we have, uh, I think we have good content. We've got good followership, but sometimes it's just like things go south sometimes. That's yep. just how it works. No question. All right. But speaking about, you know, back to what we we're talking about in terms of like what's going on in the real estate industry, there's just so much noise and it can be a distraction. And what I want to tell you first, and I always think about this, we teach this in six figure school. Okay when you're thinking about your life, okay, there, think about it as a bullseye. Okay. And you've got three, like a a bullseye and you got a circle around that bullseye. And then you got another circle around that bullseye. Okay. So, uh, that center circle is the circle of control. The bullseye is the circle of control. What can you control yourself, your actions, your daily habits, your routines, the people you reach out to, those are the things that you can control. The circle around that bullseye is what we call the circle of influence. Those are people who you can influence like friends, family, clients, right? And then if you put a circle around that, there's the circle of concern. Those are things that you can be concerned about, but you can't control and you can't influence. So a lot of this stuff that we're talking about out there in the real estate world, should you be concerned about it? Sure. Is there anything you can do about it? No. Right. Um, for most of our listeners, unless you're just like a top dog at the National Association of Realtors or you're a lobbyist or something like that, then, yeah, you can influence that decision. Still can't control it. But the, but I can tell you just for quality of life, the more you focus on the circle of control, the better. And then the more you focus on uh, well, control and then add in a little bit of influence, the better. But again, don't try to control the people who are within your circle of influence. Focus on controlling yourself. Your habits, your routines, how you are towards people—that's the stuff that really, really matters. So, just so many people though, right now, are distracted with all that noise. And you know, I want to tell you guys: like, just start controlling what's coming into your brain. Manage your media. I mean, you mean we were talking about this before? You know, managing your media—it's like the the news—they're not out there. They're they're out there trying to get clicks.
1: Yeah, the news is not designed to give you perfectly factual information right. that you can walk away from and make your own informed decision. Right. The news is designed to um, insert some opinion on some factual information, which is controlled by biased, which eliminates factual information, which doesn't paint the entire picture. Right. And it also paints it in such a way that's going to get the biggest response, whether that's positive or negative. Yeah. So that's why they focus so much on disasters yes. or things that are happening negative in the world because they need the clicks to fund the business. So it's, this is not all for just your benefit. I won't say that every news organization does it to the same degree, but they all have hints of it throughout the business, which is why more people are moving to platforms that aren't controlled, because they can say exactly the facts and leave it at that.
0: Yeah, and we're not political. It's like, but I will tell you, it it is, uh, this is happening on both sides of the political spectrum, right?
1: No, No question.
0: There are news organizations that basically they're selling clicks, eyes, trying to grow their audience. And also, let me just, uh, you know, when we say manager media, I also mean social media as well. You know, you're, you're out there and you're watching like this other agent. They're like, oh, they sold that thing uh, and I didn't sell something. And so I should feel bad about myself or they're doing this or they're going on vacation or whatever. And you start to feel bad about yourself. It's like, hey, look, I, what I'll tell you is like, especially when it comes to social media, if it makes you feel bad, unfollow it. Yeah.
1: People, you're only going to see on social media what people want you to see. That's you're right. not going to see the fact that Uh, they lost a loved one or their pet died usually. I mean, all the negative stuff they're probably not putting out there. They're putting out positivity or look at what, what's great that's happened to me, which, you know, and I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't do
0: that. I'm just saying that
1: if you think that that's the only thing going on in their life, you're mistaken.
0: Yeah. So I would just encourage you. It's like, you know, number one, the only person you should be competing with is you, right? You need to compete with yourself and be better than you were yesterday. Don't worry about somebody else. Uh, and if something is making you repeatedly feel negatively about a person or an event or some somebody's business, get rid of it, right? Get, unfollow it. You don't need to see it. You need to focus on the things that matter and move your business forward. Don't focus on the things that make you feel bad or put you in a bad space. So manage the media and put positive things in your brain, right? Read things, engage with things that open your brain that don't close your brain, Okay. And here's what else I can tell you about everybody else in that in the social media world that you're competing with. Guess what? They got their own problems and they got their own struggles and relationship stuff as well as everybody else, right? Everybody's a human, right? So um, everybody's got problems uh, and we all highlight, you know, what's best on social media, but it's not representative of reality.
1: This is a funny quote from my mentor. Um, there was a couple of us over there talking to him and super, super wealthy person, yeah. just worth a lot of money, created and sold a lot of businesses. And somebody um, kind of at the dinner said, hey, I mean, what do you have to be worried about? You're rich. He said, rich people got problems too, just money's not one of them.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I
1: mean, like they have
0: so many problems. Like everybody has problems. No, There's nobody that's problem free. Trust me. That's right. Uh, But the other thing, you know, back to the news deal, because it is more speculation than fact. You know, news is like, they're like, hey, we're grabbing, you know, information. One of the things is like, So I was, uh, in Ramadi, Iraq in a war zone in 2004. Okay. And they were doing, uh, this is back when Dan rather was still a news reporter and he was like in Iraq at the time and doing a report on, um, troops not having enough equipment, uh, you know, enough of our, you know, we, we didn't have the tools and supplies that we needed and whatever. And we're, (laughs) we're all like watching this. We're like, what are they talking about? Like, what is they so basically probably what they did is they got some story from some somebody says yeah i ordered these things and i haven't gotten them yet yeah and then all of a sudden we've got the story created about how the us government is not supplying us with the uh, equipment that we need which was completely ridiculous and i was 22 years old and i realized i'm like okay hang on these people aren't really interested in telling the truth they're interested in selling a story yeah
1: and and that's the thing about the news is it's you're going to say hey well it's fact checked It is. They have professional people on staff to check facts. That's true. What they don't have is professional people on staff to make sure that all the facts are included so that the entire picture is painted.
0: We did an example of this. So I think this will land. Okay. So, um, one of the first, like, primary rules of journalism, right? So, if you're a journalist, they'll tell you there is no arrangement of facts that is without bias. And also, what you can also know for journalism, sometimes they'll omit or add a word to make you think a completely different thing. So I'm going to give you an example here. So uh, we're going to talk about school. We'll just use a school example. So it's a history teacher. Okay. The history teacher is absent today. Fact number one, he has a child that's sick. Fact number two, saw him at the grocery store during school hours. Fact number three, and he was picking up medicine and a six pack of beer. Number four. Okay, all right, perfectly reasonable situation, right? History went to go get some medicine, thought I grab some beer, whatever. not a big deal, okay? And now let me just take those same facts and do something a little bit different with it. Okay? I saw the history teacher at the grocery store during school hours. He was picking up alcohol. He was absent from school today. He allegedly had a child that was sick. okay? So I took the same four facts. And made them tell a completely different story. And just with a little bit of omission and with one word, completely changed the story.
1: Yeah, if we assume for a second that that was a news outlet, their their intention there would be to make you think that this teacher was skipping school to drink and do, yeah. do something like that. When in reality, uh, they changed the, the word from beer to alcohol and they admitted the fact that he was picking up medicine and they used the word allegedly to say that his child was sick all of those things cha- completely change how someone perceives that story, no matter who you are.
0: Right. And so that's just an example of like, and, and really, even if you guys are like in the real estate world, um, all of your you know YouTube people and uh, people that are on Instagram or whatever, they're all doing the same thing. They're trying to sell clicks. They're trying to grow their audience. They're going to get headlines. They're trying to match YouTube algorithms. We do that too. We do things that are like, hey, this is going to work with the YouTube algorithm. So we're going to do this thing. So it that's just how people do that stuff, right? But it's not representative of reality, okay? It is a story. It is speculation. So don't, again, don't get so caught up in somebody's speculative story or narrative so much so that it distracts you from what you should be doing. Just
1: a quick example. I mean, are you more likely to click on a news story that says, Everything in Nashville's running pretty run of the mill today or are you going to click on a story that says 30,000 people are going to lose their jobs tomorrow. Exactly. You you're going to click on that one because you want to know what's going on. It's it's got the bigger quote-unquote impact. So that's the same thing that these news outlets do. That's while they're focused on the fact that, you know, we're going to lose, you know, 30% of our commissions over the next few years and uh, buyers agents are going away and all these things because that's the that's the big story, right?
0: Yeah. The other thing I want to tell you is like the more things change, the more they stay the same. And over the course of let's just take the last 20 years, for example, and like, you know, Amazon's taking over the world and so on and so forth and are taking over retail space. And it was so interesting because I was, um, we, we are in an office park type area uh, where they're doing some mixed use commercial development. And I saw a Warby Parker store. Now, if you're not familiar with Warby Parker, it is an uh, an internet or an online glasses, uh, uh, what do you call them? Basically ma- or a retailer. retailer. Okay. And what they do is like, they go, Hey, you go online, they have an app. You go, Oh, I like that glass, those glasses, those glasses, those glasses, those glasses. They send you the glasses. You try them on. Do you see which ones you like? Okay. You put them all back. You select the one that you like, and then they send you the new one with your new prescription in there. So they do it all for you. It's all done online. It gets sent to your house. Okay. Why would they do a storefront? Because they just opened a storefront the other day.
1: Uh, yeah, people what? like people like to to hold the the items, try them on in person, see the full selection, not just a handful. Like they want to shop in person,
0: right? And I would imagine they they may put an optometrist in there too, just like back in the old days. Now, here's the difference. Okay, it's not that storefront uh, glasses shops don't work it's that if you're building a new one you will build it differently than you did before so they started out with online because it's not as cost prohibitive you can do more you can get further reach, reach a larger
1: audience reach yeah. a
0: larger audience online and so you're building that thing differently than before but it doesn't mean that the storefront doesn't work but you're not going to spend all the money for the space and the land and the building and the you know lease and whatever you're not going to spend all that money up front anyway uh, up front Anymore, you're going to build your presence online. I would challenge you guys as real estate agents too. The way you're going to be build your real estate, uh, build yourself as a real estate uh, professional is different too. If you're not on social media, you need to be on social media. You need to be putting things out there uh, repeatedly because now that's how people look. That's how people shop. They want to see you're legitimate. They want to see that you're on uh, uh, social media. So you've got to do it now. But what I will tell you is like again. Um, it's not that things are that different. It's just the way that things are built are different. No question. Right. So uh, the other thing that I think about is like record stores. Why are we doing records again? The warm sound, man. <laughs> it's right. The warm it's sound. like, yeah, I mean, I could put a filter. Uh, I'm sure I can put a warm sound filter on my, uh, uh, uh Spotify, or, Spotify something? or something like that, but no, it, it's because there's a nostalgic element to it. And so, uh, and they're like storefront, uh, uh, record stores now,
1: They're in, I mean, they're in one of the highest ticket storefront areas in our area now, just so you know they're doing at least decent to be able to afford that space, or they're not going to last very long, one or the other, but but yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of them popping up, and so it's, uh, you know, people like to go back to the way they used to listen to music, and it's just, it's nostalgic, so.
0: Right. It's just so funny because things just swing. There's a, there's a whole like pendulum of things that are switching from digital to analog to people liking the nostalgia and people, I mean, everything is sort of moving in the marketplace and it's hard to sort of nail down. The only certainty is change. And the only, thing that you can do about it is be willing to adapt.
1: Well, I mean, look at, so we go to be glossed over Amazon, right? Okay. So Amazon was going to take over the planet and you know, they've done a really good job fulfilling a lot of different
0: yeah, needs. No question. No, yeah. question. There's no question.
1: But look at how all the other local businesses adapted, right? So now you have delivery services that will go to all the other local businesses and bring you stuff just like Amazon does very quickly. So, right. and they leverage other drivers out there to do that. So Uh, Other local businesses use it as an opportunity. Like, hey, we can get products in people's hands quickly too.
0: Yeah. And this is how we'll do it. Well, and and the thing is like with innovation and speaking of Amazon and and innovating in the marketplace and like doing something different, Amazon lost money forever.
1: on Well, not on purpose, but they their intention was to just get get a brand built and to get products in people's hands quickly as fast as
0: possible. Right. So innovation, it it takes two things, right? It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money right so people think it's like you know we talk about this like you know agents aren't going to wake up tomorrow and by the way there's no real estate agents anymore or 700,000 people just left the real estate industry tomorrow right it doesn't happen that way innovation takes time and it takes money and so even if you have a great idea the greatest idea on the planet uh, you still have to implement it, you still have to sell yeah. it. you still have to fund it.
1: And even today at the Amazon arm that you know doesn't make the company money. it's the AWS arm and it's the technology platform and consulting services arm right. that makes the company a lot of the money. so
0: yeah, same same concept. right so here here's the decision that you need to make as a real estate agent you know in the new world, right And as all of this stuff is going on, you need to make a decision uh, for either so there's there's two ways to do real estate. There's agent enabled technology or there's technology-enabled agents, okay? Neither one of them is bad, okay? They are very different in the way that they operate. So let's just take, for example, uh, Zillow, okay? Zillow is agent-enabled technology. If Zillow could get rid of the real estate agent, they probably would. And kind of tried. And kind of tried, right? But they've realized uh, oh, we need these agents to carry these people through the transaction. Well,
1: and there's nuances to every market that analytics, you know, doesn't do it justice. And-
0: so what Vizillo has done is they're like, hey, we're going to take a portion off the top, or you're going to pay us a monthly fee, or whatever. We're going to give you these leads, just take them through to fruition and completion. Okay, so that is um, agent enabled enabled technology. technology. But the other part is there are technology enabled agents, so people who have who have built their database, follow up, have a good following right? And then they can use like predictive analytics. They can use engagement with their content, right? To drive more business and to grow their audience. And, you know, basically those things. So there's agents that are using technology to build their business versus being subject. So one of these people, one of these is you are a business owner. One of these is you're a salesperson, right? So you can be a salesperson for Zillow, which is fine. I, it's, there's no problem with that. There are benefits to that. Okay. Or you can be a business owner that uses technology, so those two things are going to exist simultaneously. You need to decide which one you're going to be. And by the way, there might be a point where you transition. We work with people right now. We're working with people right now that are transitioning from being the salesperson to the business owner. Again, it takes time. It takes effort. Uh, you got to build your database. You need to be uh, 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 intentional about building your business, but you're one of one or two or three you're going to need to decide on one or two, one of those things, one between the two. Okay. All right. <laughs> Get all tripped up there. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is one you were talking about. Yeah.
1: I mean, so bringing it back to the buyer's agent going away, nobody can predict what the future looks like. So right. 10 years from now, they, they very, very well may be no buyer's agent representation. Could happen yeah i but here's the thing no buyers represent- buyer's agent representation means unrepresented buyers out there working with sellers who have an agent yeah. which means that that one agent is representing both parties and can have neither party's interest at the best heart it's not possible right so that's a problem yeah but two um you know like name another industry out there where the seller's company's not paying the commission. So like, (laughs) you know, you have like um, insurance or you have like technology consulting or or pharmaceutical sales, the selling company's paying the commission. And you might say, well, they're paying a a, a selling commission to the seller's agent. Yeah, well, and and the other thing that I hear a lot is like, oh, well, it's just baked into the price in those. Well, it's baked into the price of the housing market as well. And so, you know, it kind of circles back to no one's forcing sellers to pay the buyer's commission. They are not no. forced today. No. Now it's the industry standard, Yeah, but a seller agent could work with a seller, sign a listing contract that says 0% to the buying party, put it out on the MLS and see what happens.
0: They could totally do this. And the, and the problem is like, this is my thought on it is this is a COVID problem. Like a, basically like where we had a bunch of sellers high on their horse that are going okay, like, hey, why do I have to pay the buyer's agent? And it's like, well, really, up until then, the sellers wanted to pay the buyer's agent. They wanted engagement from people who had buyers. And so the, it's not like they were you know, blind to that. They knew about it. They signed contracts that represented that. Um, and so I think a lot of this is just like class action lawyers trying to get a payday in a lot of deal. It's like, you know, look, do, am I going to say that there won't be disruption in the industry? No, but it's like it, to, to say that sellers like were unaware of this, is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. The the flip side of the coin is just not, I mean, I painted the picture before. It's just not a good picture to paint. Like you don't want a bunch of unrepresented buyers out there only represented by a selling party. No. That's not what you want. So no. the flip side of the coin, like if that, if that works out and that's how it is, I don't think that's a great place to be. Yeah. And again, like you said, maybe let's just focus on educating sellers. Like you don't have to pay a buyer's commission if you don't want to. Yeah. Now, is it going to bring you the best chance of success for selling it for top dollar?
0: Nope. Right. But the other thing is, you know, in any of this, like, okay, so let's just talk about the specifics of this lawsuit. And let's just say, boom, uh, they rule that you can't pay buyer's commission. Well, that's not going to change overnight because we still have like the court of appeals. So it's going to get appealed. So whatever change is going to happen, it's going to take years for this change to happen. It's going to take years. So is this going to affect you in the near future? No. No. Right. And that's what, that's what, you know, I want to encourage you guys as agents is like, you're not losing your job tomorrow and nothing is changing overnight. Control your inputs, keep doing the things that you know, that work, be willing to do some hard work here. um, And you're going to be just fine. Right. right? And here's the other thing, like look for the opportunity, like any of these markets that change, if you're looking for the opportunity and you're looking for a way that, and you're staying positive positive. Right, and you are looking for, hey, where where do I fit into this? What can I do that? That is, uh, where is the opportunity in this particular uh, place? Um, you can adapt, right? And that's that's the reality. Business does business isn't a certainty. Every business goes through periods of adaptability, and if you don't adapt, it's going to be a problem. Uh, and so, you can look back over the course of history and see companies that adapted and companies that didn't adapt. Right? I mean, Netflix started out as mailing you DVDs. Yep. And what did they do? They had, they didn't, they didn't think it's like, Oh, we're going to have a live streaming service someday. They weren't thinking that, or I don't think that they were thinking. That.
1: Well, they might've been, Maybe but, they, they <laughs> but they certainly played yeah. into what, you know, what they needed to do at the
0: time. Yeah. To make money. Right. So, so over time that became a streaming service. Right. But you know, there's so a number of businesses, you can see the ones that adapted and the ones that different and that diff didn't. And what has changed uh, or, or what has uh, uh, really been the critical point of their business. And it's just the adaptation. Yeah, ability.
1: I mean, for that, to stay on that one, just Blockbuster could have done the exact same thing Netflix is doing uh, why over wouldn't time. They? Yeah, they could have. They didn't. They didn't have the forethought. Yeah,
0: but, they got stuck in the mud. Well, but even if they even if they didn't have the forethought, they should have seen, hey, this is where this is going and we can do this.
1: Exactly. They could have easily just started mailing out your VHSs and then mailing out DVDs and right. then just say, well, hey, we could just put it all online. it, it. it they could have. There's no reason.
0: Yeah. There's no reason they shouldn't have,
1: but, um, you know, the biggest thing is, I mean, this is going to take so much time. Like it's, it's not, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and the buyer's agent's going to be gone. It's going to take some time to implement and move through. If it even happens at all, you've got a major affordability problem already. Yeah. So people who don't have enough for down payment, um, who the, the interest rates are too high. Uh, sellers don't want to move because they're sitting on the 3%. All these, and prices are still inflated by some people's terms. So affordability is still an issue. So you think if you also have to have them pay the buyer's agent commission, it's not going to be a bigger affordability problem? Yeah, it on. will. come on. Like it, There's just a lot of things here that people aren't talking about that are still major hurdles for this to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think for final words on this, we'll just say like, look, I don't mean to be the dead horse, but it's going to take some time. Focus on that circle of control. Focus on the things that you can do to improve your business. Get You know, and I'm not going to tell you the next six months, 12 months, whatever, is is not going to be difficult. But being, you know, being a real estate agent, period, is going to take some hard work. So you got to be willing to do the hard work. You got to bury your ego. You got to be adaptable. Um, but... If you're willing to do those things, you can be immensely successful. And we still, we see people that are doing it now, right? We were just uh, coaching an agent. She's like zero to 2 million in eight weeks because she was willing to dig deep and do the work that a lot of real estate agents don't want to do. And so that's where the opportunity is, is in your ability to uh, clear your head, get to work, get volume of uh, conversations with people who are ready to buy and sell and make some things happen. So guys, this is for, for you guys that can listen to this message and hear it and take action on it, this is your time. So I want to encourage you guys, get out there, be adaptable, work hard, have more conversations and make some things happen. What else? Are we missing anything?
1: Nope. I mean, just think about it. This is the biggest purchase in people's lives. Yeah. They're, they're not likely to let go of this one as quickly as they would some lower level commodity or consumable product. Yeah. This is a big purchase, a big deal. They want to talk to someone. They want to figure out what the problems are, what the things they're missing are. It's it's not something that's going to be let go very quickly.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. As again, as we wrap up, please take some time to like, uh, comment, subscribe, um, rate us on Google Business, rate us on wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate you guys' your feedback. Um, we're starting to build like a really fun, great community of hardworking real estate agents. And uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it if you aren't. And if you are, we thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. See you next week. Bye. Bye.